podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. In a couple of minutes here, we'll be talking to our special guest this week, Juan Strickler. He's a Fortean researcher. Been doing it for quite a few years. Lots of interesting things to talk about. But our special guest co-host, Tim Swartz, and I want to talk about last week where we had Preston Dennett, author of a book called Symmetry, about the contact story of Dolly Saffron. Now, Preston's a pretty good guy. He's serious. He means what he says. But sometimes you worry that maybe he's a little too accepting of suspicious claims. Before I give you my opinions, Tim, what did you think about Dolly? Well, okay. Let, let me say about Preston first is that, you know, I've always been impressed with uh, the way that Preston does his research and, uh, you know, uh, vets his information. So I'll just say that, uh, you know, and I think that the book that he wrote about Dolly was uh, very well written. Now, I know that uh, the things that she said, really nothing new. Uh, you know, you've been in this as I have uh, for all this time. I mean, you've heard the same kind of story over and over and over again. Um, so, my speculation is that she has probably had real experiences. Now, what those experiences are. You know, that's why we're in this. You know, that's why we're trying to uh, find out. Uh, but, you know, I think as some people have, have said, there's, uh, I think there's more to this than just her having, you know, uh, her and others having mental difficulties. You know, there, there, there's a lot more to it. Um, you know, it's, it's almost as if there is a template that these people undergo with these experiences and one aspect is uh the apocalyptic uh, uh visions or, or or tales that they are given by you know whatever these intelligences are that they come in contact with and uh, and you know and i always caution people that you know time again we've we've been shown that these things are basically liars you know <laughs> uh the stories that they tell usually can't be verified you know it used to be back in the contact e days you know they claimed to come from venus and mars and all these other places well you know now that we've sent probes to these planets, you know, they, as far as we can tell, they don't contain any kind of humanoid types of life. Well, now these things claim, you know, to be coming from Zeta Reticuli or, you know, the Orion Belt. And, and you know, as time goes by, I think, you know, it's, it's going to go further and further out. Uh, but again, you know, I, I think that these people are having some kind of actual experience, um, but the stuff that they're being told, you know, you really have to take it all with a grain of salt. I would agree also. I would think here that what makes them suspicious, although I don't disagree about maybe she had some kind of experiences, is that they never convey any advanced knowledge and sometimes ignorance. So she starts mm -hmm. talking about Zeta Reticuli, 
And she doesn't understand it's not a planet, it's a binary star system. And so she dropped that and went to Orion. And of course, Orion is a constellation. It's multiple stars, not just one. And then we have to say, okay, do any of those stars have planets? And can those planets support life as we know it? And possibly they can, but she didn't seem to grasp that distinction. So again, it's also displaying knowledge that indicates that you're getting something from advanced beings. And as you say, the advanced beings kind of send them on a wild goose chase. Now, (laughs) the other story she was telling us about the horrors of fluoride. Now, Hmm. there are arguments that people make about fluoride. One was years ago, you get mottled teeth, another one possible deformed babies, things like that. Things that maybe science doesn't accept anymore, but there are people who feel that there are scientists who do express concerns, suspicions about fluoride. Except her concern was that you will lose your ability to sense things. You lose your ability to extrasensory perception. Right, that somehow it affects your pineal gland. So, but you know, uh, you know, people have been taking fluoride for, gosh, what since the forties, uh, I think it's been started put in municipal water supplies, and uh, you know, so far we're we're still here. Well, in a manner of speaking, I guess that's true. We are still here. Also, Dolly has a YouTube channel that I got to look at. She has what few videos there of alleged ufos now let's frame this she says she's a hybrid person which is part alien part human right she says that she can co-pilot or pilot a flying saucer with mental telepathy okay you know that might be possible that's not outside the realm of science fiction or possibility now even mental waves you never know however she can't bring the things close enough to take a real picture So you see little tiny faint flashes of light. One was clearly the blinking lights of an airplane. I don't see anything there that was worth taking seriously in terms of this alleged set of UFO photos. And if she's so up close and personal with E.T., where is the evidence to prove it? And that's the problem. Now, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about before we get to Lon. And Lon, maybe you have some comments to make in a... We welcome you interrupting at any time. And that is, she's talked about an incident, correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, occurred when she was around 14 years of age. And she comes back to Earth wearing someone else's clothing. Mm -hmm. Did that issue raise any flags for you? Well, not really, because like Preston said, I mean, I've heard this story before from, uh, uh, you know, other sources that, you know, they'll come back and either their own clothes will be, you know, like on backwards or inside out, or they'll end up with, you know, PC, like a shirt or or pants, you know, that, that wasn't theirs to begin with. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, with a lot of this, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that she said, you know, I've, I've, I've heard it before. Well, some feel, and it may be true in some cases, that some people who claim to have abductions have actually had some kind of abuse episode, mm, right. which is couched in the language of an abduction because they don't want to admit what really happened. 
and coming back in someone else's clothing mm-hmm. or the clothing being backwards, well, that means they were disrobed at one particular point in time. Right. And you wonder. I don't know. I don't know anything about her personally other than what she tells us, what is written about her in the book. I don't want to accuse her of anything. I will agree with one possibility here with a lot of these people. Something's happening to them. It's not what they tell you, but something's happening and maybe they just don't know. Right, right. Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely a fascinating story. And I hope that as time goes by, that we get updates from Preston about this. You know, that's, uh, you know, so many of these types of cases, you know, you get the initial stories, you know, maybe a book, and then that's it. They just kind of fall off the face of the earth, and you never hear uh, anything new from them ever again. Well, I would hope also. That if there are some specialists or mental health therapists who have worked with abductees would talk with her and see if they can give us some kind of idea about what she's undergone. That's all. I really want to know. She's a very nice person and I wish her well. And I hope we find out what really happened to her, but I don't think that was it. Lon, in our next segment, I'm going to ask you quickly if you have any impression about such cases, but I know you're more interested in telling us a lot about your work, I'm sure. Lon Strickler will be joining us in our next segment. Our special guest co-host is Tim Swartz. I'm Gene Steinberg, and what that means is you're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine tablets. 
60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. Hey folks, Tom D. for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual, and this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So on this week's episode of the Paracast, Tim Swartz and I are going to talk to Lon Strickler. Lon, as a Fortean, do you get involved in UFO cases much? Occasionally. It's more on the um, <laughs> alien extraterrestrial side as opposed to the nuts and bolts craft. But uh, people that are on the team I'm with, uh, the, a lot of other people take care of a lot of those cases. So I have taken the task of investigating some UFOs in the past. Something like... Dolly Saffron, are you familiar with that type of case? I, I don't even know the case, to be honest with you. By any impression at all from what we said? Well, I, I agree with you in one respect that, and you can even you can go back as far as the uh, Betty and Barney Hill um, abduction case where uh, they were talking about certain areas of where these beings had come from. And like you said, it's usually a star system, but constellation, you know, it's not really a specific location that you can hang your hat on. I mean, if they had a planet within that system and can name the planet and the the actual location, th- then they may have something to go with. But beyond that, I'm not really sure what it is. Fortunately, I haven't had many experiences tell me specific locations like that. Yes, that is a problem right there. And I sometimes think it's because, number one, either they're being told that as we raised, or they're trying to tell a story 
but they don't have the knowledge, the basics of astronomy to understand the distinction. Of course, when George Adamski told us how he flew around the moon and what he saw had nothing to do with the moon, you still wonder what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it's not unusual for experiencers to embellish on on their experience. Um, you know, they, they state for the most part that this is something that they've been told, but you would believe that if it's such an advanced uh, civilization, advanced beings, they would have more specific knowledge as to where they're coming from. And if they were going to relay that information, they would actually tell tell the experiencer exactly where it was, you know, was, you know, where their location was. And again, the concern I have here is they never reveal any evidence of advanced scientific knowledge. They never seem to know anything more than the individual would have known before they had this experience. Exactly. So you wonder what the heck is going on here. (laughs) Okay, you have this website I'm looking at right now. Phantoms and Monsters, Pulse of the Paranormal. What got you started in this crazy business? Well, you know, this all started when I was young. I um, I was born and raised near the Gettysburg Battlefield, spent a lot of time there as a kid. Even at age 9, 10, I could get on my bike and, and ride some Saturday afternoon or some summer afternoon to the battlefield. I just liked spending time there. I was a bit of a history nerd when I was younger. And... Um, one day, and when you know, I was on in the battle on the battlefield in the area of what they called the Valley of Death, which is between Little Round Top, Devil's Den, the Wheatfield area. I something happened. I mean, it was like a, a large screen suddenly opened in front of me, and I started experiencing the battle. I mean, I was seeing soldiers hearing gunfire, smelling gunpowder. All my senses were heightened. And uh, I was just literally shocked, basically. And uh, this lasted for about 30 seconds. And uh, then this quickly ended, just quickly as started. So, um, you know, I had always known, even at a young age, that something was different. Uh, and as time went on, I, I realized I had some intuitive abilities. And uh, I had spent a lot of time on the battlefield subsequent to that. And uh, I had seen a lot of different things there. But, of course, I was seeing a lot of things in a lot of places. I was always been sensitive to spirit energy, um, especially in locations where the concentration was having like a battlefield or like an antique store or a funeral home or cemeteries and such. It was always there. It was. It, it seemed to draw to me, and uh, that's you know that's the way it's always been all my life. So um, as I started getting older, going through high school. Now this was the mid seventies. I started doing paranormal investigating. When at a time when you know when you said you were a paranormal investigator, you'd get that funny look, and people think you were crazy, but. <laughs> I was being asked to look at certain locations to try to uh, discern what was going on. And that's what I did. It was all word of mouth back then, of course. But 
I was, uh, you know, I started doing this. And very soon after I left high school, I moved to uh, to Maryland. I lived down near Baltimore for about 40 years, but I was still doing cases in Pennsylvania and in Maryland. And uh, for the most part, it was all uh, uh, spirit investigation, infestations and such. And uh, but that all changed in 1981 when I had a Bigfoot encounter in Sykesville, near Sykesville, Maryland. And that's kind of where I picked up on the cryptids. And uh, that's kind of been the focus of my investigation. So I, I really, I'm an eclectic investigator. I look at everything. Everything that's of interest, I jump into. And, uh, you know, that's how Vans and Monsters eventually started. I was doing some writing. And I, look, I had never been a writer or a reader. I just was just was not into that and uh but as time had went on i i had been collecting uh investigation stories and such from people and uh i was invited to be a guest writer on a a blog well not a blog on a website that's down in maryland and i did that for a year or so and people eventually told me said look you need to start a blog or do something like this and keep a record of all this so in 2005, I started Phantoms and Monsters, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. In the course of your travels, I assume you encountered Stan Gordon, correct? Yeah, I've known Stan for quite a while. We bounce cases off each other a lot, and uh, yeah, we're in constant contact. Yeah, Stan has a new book out, and he'll be back on the PowerCast sometime in May. So I just wanted to mention that, because I have a copy called Creepy Cryptids. That's a title for it, isn't it? Creepy. Yeah, I, I just got that stand on my show recently. And, uh, yeah, he's he's updating his casebook and adding new cases. He's been pretty busy. Yeah, he's always finding a case to talk about, and he's the kind of guest that you appreciate. Where you ask him a question, you turn off your mic, let him talk. And I don't have to say anything except to do a station break like I'm going to do right now. We've got Lon and Tim and Gene. Means you're in. The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. According to the World Gold Council, while demand for gold is surging, 72% of people reply they lack the necessary know-how to do so. Hi, my name's Adam Barada, owner of Advantage Gold, hands down the highest rated gold dealer in the country. The reason? We lead with education. We've taught millions of investors how to buy gold safely and securely, and our in-depth gold guide explains everything you need to know. From what type of metals to consider, if an IRA or cash transaction is best, and how you can be certain that the gold you're buying is authentic, certified, and real. Call 800-900-8000 now and get our number one rated first-time gold buyer's kit. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the information you need to secure your future. Call 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000 today. You 
USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. The mayor of an eastern Ukraine town where a deadly missile attack on a train station took place Friday says about a quarter of the population planned to stay, this despite an expected Russian advancement. The missile attack on the train station killed at least 52 people. Nate Mook, CEO of World Central Kitchen, tells ABC News he was in the area shortly after the missile attack. These were innocent women and children and grandmothers trying to evacuate on trains, and they were the target of this attack. 4,000 people were at the station in hopes of leaving the area at the time. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, the latest European leader to visit Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in Kyiv, Johnson's pledge to give more military assistance, including 120 armored vehicles. That's on top of the additional $130 million worth of high-grade military equipment he has already promised. This is USA Radio News. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins killed in a Saturday morning crash. Florida Highway Patrol says he was trying to cross an interstate when he was hit by a dump truck. He was in Florida to train with teammates ahead of the new NFL season. Two men were acquitted of all charges in a plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. 24-year-old Daniel Harris and 33-year-old Brandon Caserta were found not guilty of all charges, but the jury deadlocked on 38-year-old Adam Fox and 46-year-old Barry Croft Jr. Fox and Croft remain in custody. No, None of the jurors spoke publicly about the liberations. No casualties or serious damage have been reported in Turkey, where a 5.2 magnitude earthquake hit a town in the eastern part of that country. It happened Saturday at 5.02 in the evening local time. Quakes are not uncommon in Turkey because it sits on top of a major fault line. All of the major indexes on Wall Street closed down at the end of the week. You're listening to USA Radio News. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big, bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-507-3137. That's 800-507-3137. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. By the way, we're doing the maiden voyage here on this episode of the Paracast for those interested in the technology with Audio Hijack version 4 from a company called Rogue Amoeba. And it's used to capture the audio from different sources, mix it into a single stereo file, and that we use to produce our show. Audio Hijack 4, and we played with it Tim and I last week when the thing first came out, and it really does very well. Lon Strickler, Fortian, is with us telling us about how he got involved and how he came to write his blog on phantoms and monsters and all that good stuff. 
And we'll talk about that further in this segment because we've got so many stories he can tell us about his investigation. But just one quick question, Alon, before we go on. Can you tell us what your day job is? Oh, I'm retired now. I'm, I've been disabled for over 20 years. Um, I used to be a mechanical engineer, did that for about 20 years. I was injured on the job. I actually worked as a, uh, a staff rep and union organizer for United Steelworkers for several years with the International. But uh, I eventually had to uh, stop because of my disability. I'm sorry to hear that. How did you get your disability? I kind of fell off a forklift. <laughs> oh. I, was working, I was working on a pipe. I was standing on a pallet on the end of a forklift because this thing was about 12 foot up in the air. And I kind of got hit with a, uh, a pipe after some pressure had backed up and it blew out and it fell back onto the ground from there. And I, I ruptured several discs in my back. Ooh, ouch. Now, I walk around with back injury of some sort. I fell on my back when I was a teenager. And every few years, the back acts up and I run over to a chiropractor and he snaps things into shape for a period of time. Probably have to go back to him now that I'm 400 years old, but then in the old (laughs) days. Now, in putting this stuff together here, do you get a chance to actually go out and investigate these cases, Lon, or is it something that comes to you from a witness or somebody who was a fellow investigator? Well, currently what I normally do, unless it's a local case and I, you know, just go to it and take care of it. I'm, I have a team, the FAMS and Monsters 14 research team. I've got people spread out through North America, but most of the United States. But, you know, these are folks I've been working with as well for years. I mean, mostly concentrate here in Pennsylvania, but like I said, we're spread out. And, you know, I got a lot of different cases sent to me, a lot of different reports. And uh, we try to get boots on the ground for as many as we possibly can, if we can't. With my core group, we do have 17 investigators. Uh, I, I do have about 25 affiliates I can call to, and uh, we try we try to get people out there to confront the witnesses and get the report and do the investigation the best we can. How often do you find situations where maybe somebody was just making it up? It does happen. Not as much as you would probably think. <laughs> Most of the time when I, I got a crank like that, somebody gets on the phone uh, and you can kind of tell what they're telling you, that they're a bit not above board, let's put it that way. And I just, just you know, I just dispense with that quick as I can. Is there a particular type of case people tend to invent or is it go all over the place? It's usually a Bigfoot account. You know, since Bigfoot is kind of the the known, well known cryptid, that's that's kind of the ones that people try to uh, invent, embellish on. But eventually, it doesn't take a whole lot to, to see through what they're telling you. Now, if I was going to ask you, Lon, over the years following this lore, what do you think is the most interesting or compelling or fact filled case you've gotten about Bigfoot? Oh, well, you can tell us 10 if you need to. <laughs> I don't know. I I've gotten a lot of different cases. I think those cases where we 
get some kind of photographic evidence, uh, even though it's not necessarily uh, the best evidence, but it, it is what it is. And, um, I, you know, here in Pennsylvania, we get some pretty interesting reports, folks who uh, have uh, pretty close encounters with these beings. But, you know, as far as one that stands out, I, I really can't say it that, that I've had that. Most of the Bigfoot cases that I get, I usually refer to other people who are actually doing that specifically. Uh, you know, other than my Bigfoot case, I, I don't, you know, my Bigfoot encounter, I I can't really name one that just stands right out to me. You know, there's just been so many of them. Uh, you know, I have had some major cases, uh, and of course the, the one we have been working on more recently, uh, has been the Chicago Mothman case, uh, which is kind of blown up into a life of its own. But, um, but as far as Bigfoot goes, it's kind of a hit and miss thing. We get one here, one there, and, uh, we look into it. And, uh, if I have somebody who can go to the location, and check it out, then we'll do that. I think that uh, you should tell us about uh, your Bigfoot encounter, Lon. I mean, uh, since this is your first time on the show, uh, it's it's a fascinating account. Well, yeah, this was um, this was in May ninth, nineteen eighty one. I was um, I was in living in Sykesville, Maryland at the time, and there was a stretch of the south branch of the Patapsco River where I used to do a lot of fly fishing for rock bass and smallmouth. And uh, it was an area I known well. I've been there many times. So it was a nice day, nice sunny day, about 10 in the morning. I was standing in the, the river uh, casting, fly casting, and I, I saw a dog over on the north bank. Uh, and look, the, the, the river at this point is no more than... 40 foot wide, maybe 35 foot wide. Uh, not very deep. It's got a few pools and stuff where I used to go to. But this dog was kind of meandering in and out of the weeds. And I, uh, you know, I didn't pay much attention until, until I heard it yelping. And when that happened, I looked over in the direction and uh, I saw something large stand up in the weeds. And this thing was huge. I mean, I saw the I saw it from maybe mid mid waist up because the weeds are fairly high. But when I looked at it, I couldn't really tell what it was. All I knew was it was big, it was hairy, and uh, you know it was probably bipedal. So this thing walked to my left and walked out of the weeds onto the riverbank. And it turned and was standing there looking at me. Now, I was about 40 foot away from it, so I was pretty close. So I was getting a good good look at it. And um, it was about eight foot in height, maybe seven and a half. It was very muscular, definitely male. The genitalia is quite evident. Uh, kind of dark brown matted hair on it. Uh, the head was kind of conical, but it, it, the face had some distinctive human features to it, though it had a very large brow ridge on it. Um, but it looked more human than it did 
able. You know, I, I've always said that it looked kind of Neanderthal-like, uh, though it was just massive. And this thing looked at me, and it was making a clicking sound, which I, I later determined was it gnashing its teeth, kind of like a nervous trick or something that it would exhibit when it didn't know what it was looking at because it was looking at me, and I was standing there staring at it and not knowing what was I was looking at. Let's break here. Pardon? When we're going to do our break here, Lon, Gene, and Tim, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Salon is telling us about being more or less up close and personal with some kind of Bigfoot creature. And you mentioned briefly there Neanderthal-like. Maybe some of these things are leftovers from a pre-human race. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, you have to think maybe relic or something to that effect. But yeah, that's what it looked like to me. So uh, he and I locked eyes and uh, I, you know, stood there maybe about 10 seconds. But then after that, it uh, turned around very quickly and swiftly walked up into the woods and I got pick my jaw out of the water. I mean, I'm thinking, what the hell did I just see? So I quickly got out of the river and moved, walked up to my car, got into my car, drove back into Sykesville, which is about a three-minute drive, found the nearest telephone and called the local police department and uh, told them what I saw. I don't know what I, t- I you know, honestly, I forget what I told them when I saw I don't think I even used the term Bigfoot because, quite frankly, I didn't really know what a Bigfoot was at that time. You know, she said, well, go back to where you were and we'll have an officer meet you there. And I'm thinking to myself, now, why would I want to go back there? But I did. I got in the car and drove back. And by the time I got there, which was just several minutes after I got off the phone, there was a Maryland State Police officer already standing there. And he had had one of those old, I don't know, trestle-like barriers on the road made of wood. I pulled up and he came up to me. He said, you got to leave. I said, well, look, I had just made a report of the encounter I had just had. He said, I don't care. He said, you got to turn around and go back. I said, okay. So I turned around, left and went home. So after about an hour or so, I, I decided to go back. And when I got there, I mean, there were vehicles all up and down the road. In fact, I had to park about a quarter mile from where this had happened and get out of my car and walk up there. And when I did get there, there was a Howard County police officer standing there. And I walked up to him. And I said, well, what's going on? He said, you know, somebody kind of half jokingly said somebody said they saw Bigfoot. Well, I didn't tell him I'm the one that made the report at that point. So it was interesting because there were 
people with dogs roaming all around the woods and around the creek, the river and all. And there was a large white tent set up on the far river bank where this thing had been as well. All the jurisdictions seemed to be there, uh, local jurisdictions, including the feds, because there were two black wagoneers parked there, which is what the feds used to drive back then. I heard a helicopter, didn't see it, but heard it. I'm standing here looking at this thinking, what did I just do? You know, I sparked something. So I didn't stay long. I went ahead and uh, drove back home. And when I did get home, I uh, called some of the local uh, TV stations. And all of them told me, said, look, we'll get back to you in a couple of days. We'll check this out. And we want to get a statement from you. I said, fine. So four or five days later, I hadn't received any call. So I called one of the news desks and, and talked to the uh, news editor. And, and he said, I don't even want to talk to you and hung up on me. <laughs> so... After that had happened, I had decided that I'm going to look into this myself. And what I did find out eventually was that a woman downstream had had an encounter with this thing about three hours previous to mine. But that still wouldn't alarm the police and, you know, the feds and all that that could looking for this thing. So my thoughts are now for folks familiar with the Baltimore, Washington area. There's a lot of government facilities scattered here and there, and uh, many of them are unmarked or unknown. So I don't know. There may very well have been something going on federal-wise with this thing. I, I, I can't really tell. Though I have had some a police officer who was there later confirm what had been going on. He, I mean, he confirmed it all to me. And uh, he told me he didn't even know why they were all looking around. He was kind of kept in the in the dark about it. So eventually I started looking into this. And what I found out, you know, something I did know was back in the early 70s, there had been a Bigfoot encounters, several Bigfoot encounters around Sykesville that were was being termed the Sykesville monster. It was specifically seen along the river in Sykesville. Uh, There's a large African-American community there. And this thing was breaking into homes, garages, chicken pens, all of that. And uh, the initial story then was reported to the uh, Baltimore Afro-American newspaper. And then it was, then it was sent out into the uh, other media. But, um, I had known about this. So a gentleman who I was working with at the time had a lot of family lived down there and he introduced me to them. And I was getting some very interesting reports that hadn't even been part of the original investigation and uh, several people who didn't come forward at first. So I was hooked then. That's kind of where I started off with cryptids. And, you know, I, I still occasionally get information from this supposed Sykesville monster sightings, but, you know, the area is, is much more uh, built up compared to what it used to be. But there have been several Class A reports, according to BFRO, in that area as well. I think, including mine, there have been four or five other ones. So uh, it is an area that's known for Bigfoot activity. Specifically, Class A meaning? 
Well, the information is sufficient enough to believe that there was an actual encounter sighting. Okay. Okay. Now, do you have any personal feeling as to what we're looking at here? I said Neanderthal, some kind of missing link or something that survived through the ages. What do you think? Well, you know, the years I've been looking into cryptids, moreover, but specifically Bigfoot, I, I believe that there are indigenous beings. Uh, now, we're talking about the uh, Pacific Northwest, Florida, around some of the Gulf areas. But for the most part, I, I, believe, I believe that there is a possibility that Bigfoot and other ter- uh, cryptids are ultra-terrestrial beings. And when I say ultra-terrestrial, I, I say that these possibly may be some type of interdimensional being that is able to move in and out of a relatively closer linear uh, dimension as opposed to our Earth Earth plane. And um, I think the fact that we don't have a lot of physical evidence, particularly a body or tissue, and uh, for the most part, these sightings are fleeting. These beings seem to have some type of supernatural aspects to them. Uh, it's it's very hard to get a clear photograph. Um, some people say they see them literally disappear, uh, and uh, they quickly move away. Or you know, when they're seen and they realize they're being seen, they. They either cloak themselves or move off to a point where they're just not seen anymore. There's a lot of reasons to believe that this and other cryptids may be something other than indigenous beings, in my opinion. Let's be more specific about that. Okay, now when I think of something multidimensional, I think of the TV show Primeval, where prehistoric creatures would jump through this portal and come here and wreak havoc. And we'd have the creature of the week and that sort of thing. Now, that's, of course, fiction, but it's a common concept. Why would we assume that they are coming from another dimension as opposed to being something hidden in the woods? Is it because we just can't find where in the woods they come from? Well, that's that's one part of it. But I I believe as time goes on, we're going to have we're we're going to eventually have more um, more information on this. You know, it's basically conjecture and theory now but you know i i have been talking to bigfoot investigators for years and it, there was always that flesh and blood camp and the you know the multi-dimensional camp and the flesh and blood camp was much bigger than the other but that's kind of been leveling out as years have gone by people who i had never thought would entertain the fact that these may be uh, supernatural beings are starting to mosey onto that side of the camp now because um, uh, it, it's just becoming more and more difficult to believe that some of these things could at literally be living on our Earth plane consistently. Let's do our break here. Lon, Gene, Tim, you're in. The Pericast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. 
After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, simulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. And that particular stinger there from Tim Swartz is where he came from Brooklyn, by way of Indiana. Lon Strickler is a longtime 40 investigator. We're focusing now on the mysteries of Bigfoot and why he thinks that Bigfoot doesn't come from here, but comes from there. But then we would assume here, if they're not that advanced, they come here accidentally and return accidentally? No, I think there's more to that. I think there's some technology involved there. As I believe most are all cryptids are, I, I, you know, I believe that upright canines, dogmen, as you make some call them, winged humanoids, Classified, some classified as moth banner, and others are do come from other realities. Though I, I would say better so coming from another dimension, uh, a linear dimension to ours. You know the evidence. Like I said, the evidence is scant. I I, I agree with that, but it, it's getting harder and harder to believe that these beings are something that is living here a hundred percent of the time there there's something going on and until we get that evidence of course i'm going to keep an open mind but i i believe truly that there there's something there's something unexplained going on there 
it always makes me, you know, uh, wonder with cases like this, uh, especially with some of the more uh, strange uh, cryptid sightings. You know, as you said, you know, a lot of these cases happen in very urban environments that you wouldn't think, you know, say like a Bigfoot or you know, a Mothman type of creature uh, would be able to uh, uh, to hide. So it, it, could it be a situation where we just don't see them because I know that there are a number of situations where somebody say we'll see you know like it like a rake or something you know, uh, something bizarre walking down the street and when they make eye contact the creature actually acts surprised that they're being seen mm-hmm. yeah so you know it makes you wonder if they're they're here all the time most of us just don't see them for whatever reason yeah you know. well you know of course you know i've been working on we've been working on this case in and around chicago and when you talk about urban setting this is probably the biggest case with cryptids in an urban setting that there has ever been really uh you know at this point we're at about 140 accounts which we believe are are uh viable accounts and um Many of these have occurred right in the inner city, uh, along you know, along the downtown area, along the uh, along the lake. Um, but moreover, especially since um, October two thousand nineteen, about eighty to eighty five percent of the sightings have been in and around the O'Hare International Airport, which is. Uh, you know, it, it, it kind of caught us by surprise that so many of these sightings had been happening there. But the witnesses are very credible witnesses. I mean, we're having TSA uh, security uh, pilots, air traffic controllers, cargo workers, people who work at the airport contacting us and telling us what they're they're seeing and quite frankly the, the way the powers that be are have been reacting to this uh those folks who are who are part of the airport management and, and even the carriers the way they have been reacting tends to make you think that there's something really going on there i have some people on the inside who work for some of the airlines and uh, one's a supervisor, actually, and they have told me that their people come to them constantly telling them of the encounters that they have had with these beings. So uh, we're only really getting a small portion of the actual encounters. And yeah, there's something really going on there, in my opinion. And my, my investigators believe the same thing. It's uh, it's it's a real enigma, but it's you know, and just like Tim had mentioned, maybe some people are given the opportunity to see these things as opposed to others. We've had sightings that have happened in the city with other people around, and it just seems that specific people have been able to see it. Now, do they have that ability to uh, allow them to be seen by certain individuals, or does the individual have the ability to see them for some unknown reason i believe that's a distinct possibility well let me expand on that with you does that mean that if you and i were in the same place 
and you say, hey, I just saw this creature, is it a possibility mm -hmm. that I would not? I, I believe so. I believe so. We've had situations where there have literally been hundreds of people at one location, and one person has seen it, and maybe another person with them has seen it, but we we never get reports of from anybody else seeing the same thing. It, it's bizarre, uh, but it does happen. Now, we have had occasions where a large group of people have seen it at one time, but, it you know, it's vice versa as well. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's an absolute enigma to us, but... Uh, you know, some of the some of the aspects of this case, these cases make you think that, yeah, it's coming from somewhere else, most likely, and that there's something different about it. They, these beings, for instance, uh, have the ability to fly without use of the wings on many occasions. They can jettison from the ground without even using their wings. Um, they they can fly very quickly without wing propulsion. Many times they have red eyes that are not reflective, but seem to be uh, have a light that projects from the being itself. Uh, so there's something different about these these uh, these entities, and uh, that's um, you know that's the big question right now. What is it? Uh, what are people seeing? Why is it here? Uh, so, you know, but we're continually continuing to work on that. Uh, we've gotten very in depth with the investigation. So, uh, you know, hopefully we will come up with more answers to it. But in the meantime, we're going to be collecting uh, as much evidence as possible and as many anecdotal accounts as we can. And uh, maybe they'll lead us to some distinct answers. Are the descriptions consistent? For the most part, yeah. Uh, overall, I'd, the, the, the description is of a very emaciated humanoid-like being with arms and legs. Many times the arms are either attached to these bat-like uh, membrane wings or sometimes they're detached. Uh, usually there's a, a thin head. It's somewhat small, but large red eyes. Not all of them have the red eyes. They stand anywhere to five to six and a half foot in height. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the description overalls are, are very similar. Now, look, we have had other sightings that tended to seem like they were owl-like. Uh, some of them were more insectoid, like that of a mothman. But that's just, that's a minority. Uh, the majority of them have been like these bat wing gargoyle like beings. So it's not quite it's not quite a Mothman then. You know that whole Mothman moniker got was placed by the press in Chicago. Uh, you know I was calling it the Chicago Phantom at first. You know what? And, let's do our break here because we're talking okay. about this strange creature in Chicago. The Windy City having some kind of winged creature, very thin, emaciated, doesn't get enough food, doesn't get out there enough, I guess. I don't know. This is really, really unusual with Lun. 
And Tim and Gene, you're in the Pentecost. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Who listens to radio at night? EMTs? Truck drivers, law enforcement, and many other hardworking people just like you, buying products and services from companies just like yours. Many companies owe their success to radio. It's the engaging medium. Call 877-996-4327 or email advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. 
Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Does the creature make any sound at all? Occasionally. It will uh, uh, let out a very shrill screeching sound. Uh, it's been likened to a um, the brakes of a freight train, that real high squealing sound. Many times it occurs after it would take off and reach an apex as it flew away. It would uh, it would scream like that. Uh, that's when most of the screaming sounds were heard. But though, yeah, that's the sound that people re- refer to. So now, is this a situation where people have always been seeing these things in, you know, Chicago and the region? Or is it uh, something that uh, just suddenly started? We've had some historical cases. And and when I say historical cases, I'm saying those that may have gone back as far as the 90s. -hmm. Now, look, Chicago's had a lot of weird stuff happen over time it's it's very well known for hauntings and and ufo activity also that part of illinois is in you know of course you live in indiana so you know there's a lot of flying bean sightings uh possible pterodon like sightings thunderbirds there but they've been well known even through the indigenous people who live there and occasionally you will get that but as far as what people are reporting these gargoyle-like beings, yeah, I mean, I'd say the last 25 years we've had, you know, small sightings. You know, the first real sighting of this that got reported was in 2011 when there were three sightings in South Chicago over a three-month period. They were all reported to MUFON. And there was a bit of stir about that when it first occurred, but then he kind of waned off and we weren't hearing much of anything. So, you know, the next sighting that we heard about was... um of a woman who encountered one of these Mothman-like beings in Oz Park, which occurred in April of 2017. That, again, was taken by MUFON. But my investigator, uh, Manuel Navarrete, was lucky enough to track this lady down. She was an attorney. And he got the story from her, and we started collecting uh, sightings after that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it took off. What does the local media in Chicago, and there's plenty of it, have to say about this? Well, they're kind of matter of fact about it. I have talked to many of the reporters. I have talked to a lot of the the radio shows and such in Chicago. And it's kind of taken with a grain of salt. You know, it's kind of turned into a a bit of a legend uh, with merchandising and such. That occurred until... Vice did a story about one of the sightings, and uh, after that, it, it started to gain more interest. It was more, a more serious look into the phenomena, and as time has gone by, I think police people are starting to be very serious about it. You know, Seth Breedlove's uh, Small Town Monsters has done three 
different films that included these sightings in Chicago. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a story to be told. Let's put it that way. You've got a couple of photos on your site. Yeah. Yeah, the photos are very, I don't know, indiscernible for the most part. I mean, of course, the original photo of that that butterfly, moth-like looking thing that was taken early on in 2011, I honestly don't believe that was an actual being. I think it was probably a, a, a actual butterfly that just made it look further away than it actually was. Uh, I, I don't really give that much credit. Uh, we've had some sightings. You know, that they're, they're really just indiscernible. And then there are others where we believe that they were possibly uh, herons or some other type of bird. Now, when you talk about the possibility of these being interdimensional, mm-hmm. do we see any of these creatures? And we'll go back to the Chicago ones in a moment just walking somewhere and then vanishing before your eyes or or basically beaming into view? Uh, I can't say that there's really been any of that. Uh, they do seem to, when they take off, they're very fleeting. Uh, they just seem to, to vanish somewhere, but it's not necessarily where, you know, you know, I have had two cases. I have had two reports where individuals have seen them literally vanish in thin air. But it's just two reports out of all we've received. Uh, the witnesses were very, very credible. But, um, yeah, those are those are the only two. The one was in North Chicago, not far from Wrigley Stadium, and Wrigley Field, and the other was up in um, uh, Rockford, Illinois. Yeah, I've heard uh, uh, I've heard at least one case where the person saw the eyes first, and then had the impression that then the body formed around the eyes. But at first, it was just just the eyes floating in the dark. <laughs> yeah, that may have been something other than what we've been investigating. But I don't necessarily remember any of that happening to my in my the reports that we received. No, it, it it wasn't a, it wasn't a Chicago case. It was yeah. um, um, North Central Indiana mm, okay. uh, back in the back in the seventies. But uh, but yeah, I mean it's uh, you know it's 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 like you said uh, there there have been sporadic outbreaks of you know winged weirdos <laughs> uh, throughout. Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, you know, up into the Chicago and then Wisconsin area mm-hmm. for a number of years. You know, the, the, these sightings, since we have been investigating it, we, we've kind of taken reports within a 250-mile radius of the city. And uh, so, of course, we're getting sightings as far up as Milwaukee and down into southern Wisconsin, northern Illinois to central Illinois, and, of course, down into uh, northern and central Indiana. And uh, these reports have been very consistent. I mean, as far as body type and the re- the way they react and the way they, you know, the way they're viewed. So uh, yeah, I mean, and I and I believe there's more than one. Of course, I, I when this we first started looking into this, I thought we've had at least three different beings just by 
the location and and something being seen the same time at different locations. Uh, as time has gone on, I, I believe there's much more than that, and um, that's why I think that they are coming from some type of uh, dimension. Uh, and I believe at this point now, though we're not really positive, I think that portal in particular is in and around the airport area. Now, remember well, we a, also uh, some years earlier, there was a major UFO sighting at O'Hare uh-huh. Airport. Mm-hmm. We have had uh, we have had UFO sightings and other humanoid sightings in uh, conjunction with these winged humanoids. More than one creature. I want to ask about that briefly as we get to our next segment. We have Fordian researcher Lon Strickler, first time on the Powercast, won't be the last. Tim Swartz, our special guest co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in. Guest. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. A governor in eastern Ukraine says far fewer people were willing to evacuate after a missile strike on a train station that killed dozens on Friday. The governor wrote on Telegram that nearly 600 people were helped by volunteers to escape the province. Ukraine's state railway company said it was trying to evacuate as many people as possible. 52 people were killed in the missile strike. 100 were injured. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson met with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in Kyiv. You're looking good. Oh, it's an absolute, absolute pleasure to see you. What a fantastic to see you. How are you? You're looking well. Yes. Unbelievable yes, see, considering what you've been Johnson's pledging military assistance, including 120 armored vehicles and new anti-ship missile systems. He already promised an additional $130 million worth of high-grade military equipment to the country. Zelensky called on other Western leaders to follow the U.K.'s example. This is USA Radio News. Two men were acquitted of all charges in a plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. 24-year-old Daniel Harris and 33-year-old Brandon Caserta were cleared by a jury, but that same panel deadlocked on 38-year-old Adam Fox and 46-year-old Barry Croft Jr. Former federal prosecutor Patrick Miles tells television station WZZM that he was surprised of the outcome considering that other co-defendants had secured plea deals. When you have two of their co-defendants who were cooperating with the prosecution because they had uh, pled guilty 
and you have undercover FBI agents testifying, usually that should be sufficient. Uh, to persuade a jury, but in this case, it, it just wasn't. Fox and Croft remain in custody as the government decides whether to have a new trial. The major indexes on Wall Street ended the week on a low note. They also remain down for the year to date. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, Lon, let's talk about that. Multiple events, UFOs, cryptids, Mm -hmm. flying things. We've seen them all together in the same places? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have. We had one report of a cargo worker. Now, first of all, let me... Let me state this. There is a cemetery at O'Hare International. It's called Rest Haven Cemetery. It's been there before they built, of course, before they built the um, the airport. You know, the airport itself used to be an orchard for the most part. When you get designation for O'Hare International, you see O-R-H. Well, that's for O-R-H-D, O-R-D. But that's because it used to be an orchard. Some people don't know that. But anyway, there there were a couple cemeteries there, actually. The one was dug up and paved over, and but the rest haven is still there. Well, we did have an encounter reported to us by a dock worker, and there are several um, airline cargo companies around the cemetery. It's on the western side of the uh, of the airport. And uh, they were out for a smoke one evening about 1 o'clock in the morning, and they saw this oval UFO, very bright oval UFO, hovering above the cemetery. And as they watched it, they saw a humanoid figure ascending up into the craft. Now, of course, the first thing we asked him is, well, does this thing have wings on it? And he didn't know, so... But that was kind of unusual because we were getting reports around this same area. Also, we had a uh, we had a security guard, uh, and they're doing a major expansion at O'Hara now. And it was about a, know, about eight months ago. We had a security guard tell us uh, that he was on his tour around this maintenance site, uh, this you know, where they're building, and he came across a winged humanoid. And this winged humanoid was standing there, and as it was standing there, a 
triangle-like or wing-shaped uh, UFO suddenly appeared above it. When this happened, this winged humanoid took off quickly as it was like it was avoiding it. So, you know, of course, that was another one. Then, of course, we had another sighting uh, in Rosemont, which is just east, just east of the airport, which is the neighborhood east of the airport, by a school teacher who had been at home, couldn't sleep, was out walking around the neighborhood, was in a local park where she usually went to, was sitting there. And as she was sitting there, she noticed at one of the buildings on the park that had a light above it, she saw what she described as a winged humanoid, a gray-like alien, and two females that didn't quite look human. As she watched these beings, there was a bright blue light flash suddenly. Uh, The gray and the two humanoid females disappeared. And the the winged humanoid was still there, but quickly started flapping its wings and took off. She later was approached by some unknown individual at her work who told her not to contact anybody about what she had witnessed. And she had just talked to us about it, and we, you know, she had contacted Manuel, who's on the team, and told him about it. And we hadn't even had a chance to report or even look into it when this encounter by this unknown individual, you know, it it was kind of like the black men in black scenario, but this person was not dressed in black. Uh, She said there was no discernible features about this individual, though it just scared her. And uh, then he walked away quickly. It makes you wonder why that had happened. She was very scared, very frightened afterwards. We have had also humanoid sightings, gray-like being sightings. One was by a truck driver uh, coming into the the cargo area who saw a small gray-like humanoid walking past the cemetery along the road. And in the woods in and around uh, the airport, because Chicago has a lot of green areas, and uh, around the convention center in Rosemont, there's a green area right off the um, right off the river there that we've had several people see humanoid-like figures in the woods themselves. So, you know, is this all tied together? Who knows? But it, it just seems awful suspicious that all this stuff is turning up. There's there's a story I think that uh, uh, that you reported on. It came out uh, last year that took place uh, at the airport where I, I think it was uh, was maintenance workers at night uh, saw something near the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has happened several times. Cargo workers, for the most part, these are people unloading and loading the planes. And, uh, yeah, there was an incident where one of these beings, and I don't know if this is the one you're talking about, but there was several of them had seen this being along the fence. And the reason they noticed it was that there were eight TSA security people surrounding it. And uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's the case. Yeah. And apparently their supervisor had seen this thing and called it in. And look, they I tell you, in the past year and a half, the folks at the airport have been high alert 
they really have because because of our reporting and stuff. There've been a lot of people trying to sneak on the airport and and try to catch a glimpse of this thing, and they've been throwing people out left and right. But anyway, they're on high alert. And when this was called in by, and this was uh, this was a supervisor at FedEx. You called this in, and these they, these people from TSA surrounded it with their flashlight. They're not armed, uh, so they weren't going to really do much but get close to it. And this thing literally uh, took off and flew over the fence over towards the, the tarmac. But, uh, yeah, that was seen by several people. Uh, there was one individual who was coming off of work. And uh, I think he was an American worker, American airline worker. He was traveling along the access road and saw this and got out of his car and tried to take a photograph. And he was approached by one of the TSA people, and they they literally threatened him that they were going to lock him up if he took a photograph. And that has happened before. Uh, We had an incident not long ago where some cargo workers at American Airlines came across three of these winged beings together and they were literally taking photographs and video of this these things they were approached by their supervisors and tsa and uh they were told that they either wipe it off their phones or they're going to confiscate the phones now i was a little disturbed because hoping that you know if they would have been quick enough to to grab the video and, and put it on the cloud, we wouldn't have had an issue. We would have had some type of verification. But that just didn't happen, unfortunately. But, no, you know, we talked to a lot of these workers and, and other employees at the airport. And they have been told point blank, you know, this gets out and we find out it's you, you're going to lose your job. They have been threatening people with termination. Of course, those people make pretty good wages, so they're not going to, you know, they're not going to risk their jobs because of, though we have had a few brave souls who have come forward and, you know, we're, we keep all the confidential information confidential. And, uh, you know, we've been lucky enough to have a few people come forward. I would think that if someone got fired because they said they saw something strange. That could be the subject of a rather interesting legal action, maybe getting the right kind of publicity that would bring more attention to this, or would they just be considered wackos? You know, I I looked into a lot of this. Uh, This one individual did notify his union about it, and uh, the union doesn't even want to talk about it. Now, that may be because they don't want to getting out, you know, for a lot of different reasons. Hey, let's do our break here. Mm-hmm. Lon, Gene, and Tim, so much more to go. You're in. Super guest. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. 
Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on this special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors find out more at rockoids.com that's rockoids r-o-c-k-o-i-d-s dot com stock market have you nervous with geopolitical conflict and inflation concerns it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next but with vantage point you don't have to learn to trade with artificial intelligence text the word demo to 813813 and discover how to predict stock market trends up to three days ahead with incredible accuracy whether you trade stocks options forex futures or crypto vantage points patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge text demo to 813 813 to get what you need to stay ahead of the markets and find big moves before they happen. Don't wait. Text DEMO to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting DEMO, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com slash terms and consent to receive calls and text using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of VantagePoint. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nanocolloidal silver now at ImmuneSupportNow.com. That's ImmuneSupportNow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Screenwriter producer, you're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yeah, imagine a union 
supporting all of its workers who reported a Bigfoot, a Mothman, a UFO. Mm-hmm. At least UFOs, supposedly, now you can report them. Mm-hmm. Hasn't the government said that's okay? Well, I guess so. <laughs> you know, they say a lot of things. You know, it, it just depends what you want to believe. Oh, it's hard to get into that. I'll tell you, there's too much. <laughs> Why do you think, though, that the powers that be at the airport are are trying to keep this all, you know, uh, suppressed? I mean, is it because, like you said, they don't want people wandering around the airport on, you know, just climbing the fence, uh, trying to get a, a glimpse of what's going on? Well, or is, there, be, is there more to it? Yeah. yeah, there may be more reasons to it. And that may be one of them. But I think, you know, there's a lot of things you got to look at, you know, with COVID and everything and the loss of revenue by the airliners and the carriers over the past couple of years. That may have something to do with it. Um, you know, the folks at the airport may think people will start panicking or being upset that maybe, you know, they're out there trying to grab a flight the on going off the uh, runway and one of these things may get sucked up in an edge and cause a crash or, you know, there's a lot of reasons why people, you know, you know, it's interesting. People think a lot of different things when you talk about winged humanoids, you know, when this first started in 2017, I was literally 24 seven getting phone calls from people in Chicago. I mean, folks who hadn't even had an encounter asking me, oh, what does this mean? Is this a harbinger? Is this something that's going to, something in Chicago, is Chicago going to get hit by a nuke or there's going to be a major earthquake or some disaster? You know, people were literally frightened. And uh, I had to dispel that the best I could, but I literally easily had hundreds of calls from people. Well, I could see that, you know, uh, especially those who are familiar with, you know, the the whole Mothman uh, stuff that was going on, uh, you know, Point Pleasant, mm-hmm. and the possibility that there had been some kind of connection, you know, like like you said, the, a harbinger of doom uh, mm-hmm. when the Silver Bridge collapsed. So, you know, if somebody who may be familiar with that scenario, then they start seeing this uptick of, you know, winged humanoids over Chicago. You know, naturally, the, your mind is going to go in that direction. Well, yeah. I mean, I think more people that I realized saw the Mothman Prophecies movie as opposed to not, you know. And, of course, when they start, the press starts calling it a Mothman and it starts seeing it in Chicago. And they know about the Silver Bridge collapse in, in 67, 46 people died in this small town. And, you know, of course, People were believing and looking for excuses as to why it happened. And, of course, somebody said, yeah, well, I saw the Mothman above the bridge at night or sometime before. And so it must have been a harbinger or something going to happen. I don't necessarily believe all that. But, you know, it being a small town, people talk. And then, of course, it disseminates out into the public. And that's, you know, of course, when the movie was made and people saw that as part of the movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can understand why people got upset. But no, they were. They were there were a lot of people that were concerned about it. Well, also understand the nature of the infrastructure in the US is such that there are thousands and thousands of bridges that are in sad states of disrepair. In fact, they have a new bill that was passed last year to help fix some of that stuff. I don't think they'll get a fraction of it done, but a bridge can collapse 
And it doesn't mean Mothman's flying about. Absolutely. You know, um, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but it's interesting. Like, you know, when the uh, the bridge up across the Mississippi up in Minneapolis collapsed, it's after the fact we're starting, we started getting reports of winged humanoids then. Of course, Fukushima, when that occurred, then there were reports after the fact of these winged beings uh, being seen above that, angels or whatever they want to call them. So, yeah, that has happened in the past. And, you know, I have looked into that, and I'll be honest, the only the only disaster that I have ever found that where there was some type of winged being reported before the actual disaster itself was the Blackbird of Chernobyl. And people did report seeing a, a large black winged being above the reactor days before the actual meltdown. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but that's the only instance that I know there's any actual evidence or sighting reported. So now with all of these uh, uh, sightings and cases, and this this is a question from our, our forums, uh, has there been any physical evidence uh, from uh, these sightings? No, that and that's just it. We just haven't had no physical evidence, uh, indiscernible photographs, but uh, no physical evidence. And you know that seems to run the course with cryptids for the most part. Uh, very little physical evidence, if any. Which seems to be part of the phenomena itself to me sure. is that you you have all of these sightings and, you know, uh, a lot of them coming from people who have, you know, no prior experience or knowledge of these kind of things. Yet every, these people are seeing pretty much the same kinds of stuff all the time throughout the years, mm-hmm. yet no physical evidence very little photography or, or video and, and, and what you do get kind of like UFOs. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you know blurry and, uh, and no tripod. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, the question I get all the time is, uh, well, you know, cell phones are so accessible now. Why didn't they get a photograph? Well, put yourself in their position. You're at the, you're at the shopping center and they, um, a winged humanoid flies in front of you, and uh, you you see it, and before the shock wears out, you've got to grab the phone out of your pocketbook or pocket, adjust it, and take a photograph. Well, by that time, it's either gone or so far away, you'll never get a photograph of it. And that's just like any cryptid sighting. I mean, people are shocked to see it, and there's a, there's a bit of a shock and fear value there immediately. So I think the last thing you're thinking about is taking a photograph. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I've I've talked to a number of people who have had experiences, and you know, they'll have their a camera or phone right next to them, and they say that I didn't even think about. I was too too busy watching what was going on to even think about getting my camera, and then by the time I did, it was the whatever was going on was was gone. Well, this is always the big issue in the UFO field. We have everybody now has a camera. In their pocket, quite often a very good camera, because the latest models from Apple and Samsung or the Google Pixel have really, really good cameras. We're not going to get into the platform issues, except, of course, I use iPhones, but still, they all have good cameras. In fact, probably from the same companies making the optics. But the point being here is, if you get a close-up photo, it's going to look good of almost anything. 
But if you get a distant photo, like at night of a UFO, it's just going to be a blurry light. Mm-hmm. These cameras are not, by any extent, equipped to handle that sort of thing. They're better now. But whatever people have, it's just going to produce something that's hardly useful. Yeah, well, you'll be lucky enough to get a remarkable photograph occasion, especially when you're talking about UFO sightings. But uh, it's very rare. It is. So with all of this uh, you know, uh, going on, has anybody approached you and and said, you know, I've uh, uh, let me think of a good way to put to put this, Lon. Okay, I've I've been getting psychic impressions on mm-hmm. you know uh, what the Mothman is. They've been talking to me or or or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have yep, even on yep. my team. Oh, really? Yeah, I've got I've got some pretty gifted individuals working on the team mm-hmm. and uh they do claim and i do believe them i mean because we've had other individuals on the team have physical contact as well um i do believe that they have had some type of psychic connection with these beings uh, and you know i have mentioned some of that in the past i uh especially around Late last year, we started having a flurry of activity where these individuals were being connect, uh, being contacted and have been able to communicate with uh, these two ladies who have been on our team. And uh, but that has kind of waned a bit lately, though there still is contact. But it's interesting how it has happened, because many times they <laughs> They will get the same impressions at the same time at distances. I mean, they'll be a thousand miles apart from each other, and they'll contact me and tell me what happened. You know what happened? We had to do a break. That's what happened. A lot more to talk about with Lon and Gene and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. 
I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Should mention here that Lon Strickler has some books out. Well, you got a few, like Mothman Dynasty, Chicago's Winged Humanoids. And we're actually discussing things that are in this book, but the book is, it says 206 pages, I assume, with plus the cover and everything. And there's a lot of information in there to follow through, all the investigations he's done. It's not the only book he's written, but if you want to find out more about What's happened in Chicago, that's the location. And you've got how many cases in here? Oh, God, I don't even know how many cases I've got. I'd say that book has about 80 to 90 cases. In one of the subsequent books, Winged Cryptids, I put several cases that had come up, which covers about half the book. And then I have other Winged Cryptids reports that I've dealt with over over the years. And because of what's been going on in and around the airport, I'm probably going to end up with a third book about this as well. So, yeah, I mean, we're continuously getting getting reports. Before we go on, if, is there a place people can contact you if they see something weird? Oh, absolutely. They can contact me at Lon Strickler at phantomsandmonsters.com or go to the website at phantomsandmonsters.com and and click one of the buttons to contact me. They can also call me. The number's there. So you're like your fellow traveler from Pennsylvania, Stan Gordon. You've got that phone ringing. Oh, you got to have the hotline up. <laughs> <laughs> you have a family at hand also to help you out? Uh, no, no, I'm kind of on my own. I mean, I, I do. But I, like I said, I've got some really good people working with me, and we're always in contact. So, um Especially here in Pennsylvania, I've got some people that are working in the state. But even those that I've got working in and around Chicago, up in the upper Midwest, and other parts of the country, yeah, we're we're always working with each other. And uh, I, I'm very satisfied with what we've been doing over the years. Pennsylvania specifically. Oh, boy. boy. A hotbed of activity compared to other yeah. states. Yeah, I mean, it just seems that way. I mean, you you ask Stan, Stan will tell you. I mean, he basically handles the western part of the state. Uh, myself and others handle the other part of the state, but we're 
you know, we're kind of connected together. I mean, uh, if I get something, I call Stan. Stan gets something. He calls me. Even though we don't work on the team together, we've got our own thing going. But, um, you know, the inf- we've got some pretty good people that cooperate with each other here in Pennsylvania. Um, I can't say that about everywhere, but, yeah, we're, we're a pretty close bunch in this state. Okay, let's look at the locations for a minute here. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we see, in addition to Pennsylvania, and now, of course, we're talking about the Chicago area, mm-hmm. other states that have large amounts of paranormal activity? Oh, yeah. Florida overall has a lot, uh, a lot of different places within the state. Uh, Indiana is very active for whatever reason. Uh, you know, I think <laughs> I think Indiana is one of those places where there's a lot of embedded energy from the past. It's, it's quite interesting the amount of activity that occurs in, in the state of Indiana. But the upper Midwest in general is pretty active. We do get a lot of sightings. Texas is very active, especially in the um, in this uh, the hill area south of there, into the up to the Rio Grande, down into Laredo, along the Gulf Coast. A lot of different activity uh, along the Gulf Coast is very strong. So, of course, in the you know Northern California, up into the Pacific Northwest, a lot of Bigfoot activity. But we've got a lot of uh, other strange stuff goes on up there too. On the other side, are there states where not much goes on? <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, you know, overall in New England, we it's not as heavy up there, but people that live up there will tell you different. Uh, I guess it's like anywhere else. Everybody knows what happens in their state. Uh, you know, the United States is 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 much different than. Well, I'd say even North America, United States and Canada, whatever it is about the, the two countries and the areas, they they tend people tend to report activity they, they encounter. And uh, I can't say that about other places. I mean, I know, you know, you get a lot of it in the UK, but, uh, you know, it's something about the United States in particular where people are really tuned into the paranormal and understand it or are interested in the unexplained. Everybody's got a ghost story. Everybody knows somebody who has a Bigfoot encounter. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I guess it's just a matter of people coming forward and, and relaying what they, they know or what they have seen. We have a lot of other cases to talk about, but, When we get back to the question of multiverse, about portals from this dimension to the other dimension, what kind of intelligence do you think is involved there? Well, that's a good question. I really don't know. Um, I I think that these beings have been around for eons. I mean, they've been around for a long time. Uh, And I think they've collectively... uh, known about a lot of things that maybe we did know at one point but forgot. Uh, I think there is some technology involved or is there something to do with beings from other realms or beings from other uh, universes involved with that? It's hard to tell. 
But uh, I, I, I do think that they do have a better concept of um, the unexplained and possibly have a higher sense of technology. So why are they bringing us Bigfoot and Mothman? Oh, I don't know. You know, do they have an agenda? I don't know. Why do these beings come here? You know, that's that's the answers we're trying all trying to find. You know, um, I wish I knew. I wish I really knew. I wish I had a better answer for you. Well, the sense I get of this is that they would have to be accidental of these beings are not very advanced. They just happen to go somewhere and there's the portal and they yeah. walk through it and something goes on in their heads and they say, whoops, what did I do? And they find their way back. That's possible, I suppose. But um, I think there's much more to it. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I, I couldn't give you, you know, I, I'm trying to be as honest as I can with you. I, I don't know. Uh, they do seem to um, to come onto our earth plane a lot of times. Um, and uh, it's it's just that enigma. We just really have no idea why they do this. Uh, are, are they trying to um, be a part of our lives for some unknown reason? I, I don't really think so. Uh, you know, we, I, I, this is something that Stan and I have talked about a lot. And it's been happening more and more that when somebody sees like a Bigfoot and it's reported as such that when the witness looks at the creature and the creature looks back at him and has that surprise looked as what they can see me. That's happening more and more now. I don't know why that's happening. I don't even think Stan knows why that's happening, but it does seem to be coming part of reports more and more. Well, a lot of these sightings seem almost to be staged, like like they're wanting to be seen. You know, how many how many reports do you have of somebody driving along the road and something runs in front of their car when if they had waited, you know, if these things had waited 30 seconds, they could have leisurely crossed the road and not be seen. Yeah. You know what? That let's talk happen. about let's talk about intent and the play acting that we see in the paranormal field. Certainly, space creatures coming out of their flying saucer and picking up soil samples. Yeah. What do you need? How many more do you need? We've got Lon and Gene and Tim. We'll find out what we need in a moment. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game, Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the 
coming of the protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is ShopSuperTea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So is the force, or are the forces behind Fortean phenomena playing games with us, as we mentioned in the previous segment. A Bigfoot running in front of a car. Well, it's a lonely country road. If it waited 10 seconds more, it wouldn't have to worry about it. You've got to think there was some basic fundamental level of instinct or intelligence involved. 
So what do we make of this loan? You know, that's a question I, I, I really haven't thought a whole lot about. I, I guess I, I guess that, that there's there's a reason behind it. Maybe they had been chasing something or I don't know. You know, I, there's a lot of times where I have somebody mention something about seeing a Bigfoot or something step out and cross the road oblivious to somebody driving along the road. Uh, but there are other times where people will report a Bigfoot or upright canine or something standing along the edge of the road and just standing there watching them go by. Uh, I don't know. I mean, why Why does it do it? Why do these things uh, do what they do? But, it, it, you know, it. yeah, it's an interesting question. I agree. Maybe they want people like you to sell books. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I you know, uh, <laughs> maybe, but I don't think that's the case. I think about uh, a story that you had on your your site just uh, I think it was uh, earlier this week uh, or or last week where uh, the inhabitants of a house saw this this you know green glowing creature coming out of the woods and approaching a tent and the family's dogs are just like going crazy barking around it you know snapping at its feet and it just strolls along just like the dogs weren't even there mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I mean that was pretty interesting I um I have had cases like that reported to me in the past maybe it's uh some type of being that just is being seen from another reality, another dimension. And it's, you know, for whatever reason, it's just oblivious to what's around it. That seemed to be the case there. But then again, when it got into the tent and lit the tent up and then stepped out and looked at the woman looking through the window, then it did seem to know that it knew where it was at. It, yeah, that was that was interesting. Well, but, you know, a lot of, uh, say, like Bigfoot cases where there's dogs involved. You know, Bigfoot hate the dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the feeling's mutual. And, and the two are very well aware of each other whenever uh-huh. there's an encounter. If Bigfoot wants to eat small furry dogs, I'm going to keep my dog hidden. <laughs> Your dog, Gene, would be an hors d'oeuvre. For a Bigfoot. <laughs> Teddy bear. He's a big, long-legged Bichon. You know what Bichon is? very furry and everything. And he's long-legged. So, yeah, he'd be a treat that we would never allow Bigfoot to have. <laughs> he will not be a Bigfoot's dinner. There Seriously a- speaking, do we see with Bigfoot sightings some kind of remnant of them trying to eat something that was once a conventional creature? There is some predation. Um, I've heard people stating that they've seen them hunt deer and such, and that there have been remnants of eating deer that have been eaten and other animals. But, um, I mean, it's, it's few and far between. I mean, of course... They got to live on something, and you know, you know, this this whole thing about Bigfoot and what he used to eat and such wasn't really part of the uh, the lore of Bigfoot early on. It's kind of something that's come out in the past twenty or thirty years. That yeah, they actually do hunt for meat as opposed to eating berries and trees and such. Uh, you know, that they're an omnivorous type of being. 
now, if they they are an interdimensional being, yeah, well, then they're probably flesh and blood because it seems like they do have to sustain themselves with meat and, and other edibles as while they're here. So, yeah, I, I think there there is a good case for um, them predating on on other living beings. Now, I'll ask some silly questions here, and I have to be delicate. Okay. Do we see the waste products ever of Bigfoot? Sure. Supposedly, it seems like every Bigfoot investigator worth his salt has picked up scat and put it in a bag and sent it off somewhere at some point. I mean, I can't say that I've been the one to do that, but I've heard of others that have done it and known others who have done it. Though, I don't necessarily believe it's the greatest means of gathering DNA, but... um, and 99% of the time, it's found out to be another animal of some type, as opposed to an unknown hominid. So, yeah. So there's no DNA evidence of Bigfoot? Well, I, I'm not going to say there hasn't been. The reports that I have seen all seem to be of a questionable manner, that it, it could it, it is somewhat related to hominids or humans, that there's something connection there or some type of other type of uh, human human species or, or ape. You know, the Sykes um, uh, uh, DNA studies were interesting, though there was no really conclusive evidence. And I, Someone may know more than I do, but I haven't really seen anything to convince me that uh, that is there's really a connection. Though I've known a lot of people who have sent off samples of supposed uh, tissue and blood and such that they seem to believe there is. So maybe they know something I don't know. But we cannot in analyzing any of this stuff, find something that indicates an unknown species. Right. There, uh, There is a reality show, and I have to preface this by saying it's a reality show called uh, uh, Expedition Bigfoot, mm-hmm. where uh, one, of the, uh, one of the Bigfoot hunters is an anthropologist, and they were looking into an area in uh, eastern Kentucky where they did, I think it's called eDNA samples, where they take, they had found uh, like a, 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 a TP-like structure out in the middle of nowhere. So they took samples of the earth uh, underneath this, and they're able to then draw out uh, any DNA of anything that's been in that area, you know, animals, people, whatever. And they did. I mean, they found, you know, the raccoon, possums, you know, human uh, human DNA, but they also found pantroglodyte DNA, mm. which which is chimpanzee. Now, mm-hmm. as far as I know, there's no chimpanzees living in eastern uh, Kentucky. So, I mean, it, you know, either there's uh, there's a remnant population of chimpanzees, or there's something whose DNA is close enough to chimpanzees that that's the result that they got. By the way, the raccoon's name was not Rocky. <laughs> Tim, Gene, and Lon, you're in Perver Paracast.
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. You trust your mother, right? She's always taken care of you and always tried to give you good advice when you ask for it. And sometimes even when you don't. Well, even though she might not mention it, mom very likely has neck, back, and shoulder pains. And she needs relief. So trust this good advice. Give back to mom this Mother's Day with quality products from Sunny Bay. Like our disposable heat patches. They're back in stock now and target neck and shoulder pain in adults of all ages. Or our extra long neck heating pads. They provide soothing relief to painful sore necks and backs. Mom can heat them in her microwave and they come in a variety of colors and patterns. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews on Amazon when you search Sunny Bay Heating Wraps and shop now in time for Mother's Day. There's no shipping delays from Sunny Bay. Find us on Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, and sunny-bay.com. Remember, just search for Sunny Bay Neck Wraps. Order now because stock is high and shipping is fast from Sunny Bay. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. A governor in eastern Ukraine says far fewer people were willing to evacuate after a missile strike on a train station killed dozens Friday. The governor wrote on Telegram that nearly 600 people were helped by volunteers to escape the province. Ukraine's state railway company said it was trying to evacuate as many people as possible. 52 people were killed in the missile strike. 98 were injured. A surprise visit for everyone in Kiev. You're looking good. Oh, it's an absolute, absolute pleasure to see you. What a fantastic to see you. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson meeting with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in the capital city. Johnson's pledging military assistance, including 120 armored vehicles and new anti-ship missile systems. He already promised an additional $130 million worth of high-grade military equipment. Zelensky called on other Western leaders to follow the UK's example. This is USA Radio News. Two men were acquitted of all charges in a plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. 24-year-old Daniel Harris and 33-year-old Brandon Caserta walked while the jury deadlocked on 38-year-old Adam Fox and 46-year-old Barry Croft Jr. Former federal prosecutor Patrick Miles tells television station WZZM that he was surprised of the outcome considering that other co-defendants got plea deals. When you have two of their co-defendants who were cooperating with the prosecution because they had uh, pled guilty, and you have undercover FBI agents testifying, usually that should be sufficient uh, to persuade a jury, but in this case, it, it just wasn't. Fox and Croft remain in custody as the government decides whether to have a new trial. The major indexes on Wall Street ended the week on a low note. They also remain down for the year to date. The Dow down 4.5% for the year. The Nasdaq off by 12%. You're listening to USA Radio News. I need a copy of my tax return. How do I get one? If you don't have a copy of your original tax return, you can get a transcript of your tax return for free from the IRS. A transcript shows most line items from your return, which is usually all you need. You can order a transcript of any return filed within the past three years, including Forms 1040, 1040A, and 1040EZ. All you need to do is go to irs.gov transcript to order your transcript today. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. 
Vaping is not safe for youth. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals into your body. And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. This is me, the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, exactly according to my plan. Yes, we don't want to talk about Rocky Raccoon unless you're a Beatles fan. (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't help but do it. But that's very interesting here. We never quite hone in on the exact evidence of this. We don't find the dead bodies. Of any of these creatures ever, do we? No, no. And, you know, and it seems like when somebody says they do, it's been faked somehow. So, uh, and there have been a few of those well-known cases over the years as well. Also, photographs. Every time we see a photograph allegedly of some strange creature, it's not quite there. Just like UFO photos. And this is one of the things where I was mentioning earlier in the show with regard to Dolly Saffron. She has photos she puts at her website or her YouTube channel. And those photos at the YouTube channel show nothing distinctive, nothing close up, just distant lights in the sky. Why can't we get a solid photograph of any of this? So many people are seeing it. There's got to be something going on. That, that's a big question as to why we don't get better photographic evidence. With our technology as advanced as it is nowadays with optics and such, you would think we do. We would. You know, another thing you have to ask, is there something about the the UFO or the creature itself that does not allow it to be photographed? Or um, is there something interfering with focusing on that thing? I don't know. I mean, it's been brought up many times. I've talked to people who believe that, but I don't know. I don't know what I believe there. There are cases where, you know, uh, like in uh, uh, haunted locations where somebody will have a camera and will actually uh, try to take pictures and the camera doesn't work. Mm. I've, you know, I've had that happen to me at a a haunted location where all of my uh, uh, batteries were drained, even though that uh, I had charged them before going to that location. So, I mean, it does happen. Yeah, it does happen. I've had, you know, I've done investigations into uh, hauntings and infestations on many occasions. And, uh, yeah, uh, batteries do get drained unexplainably. Yes, it's not a bug in iOS or Android. Well, these uh, these were the uh, uh, big uh, uh, NICAD batteries that went with my... uh, 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 video video equipment. You had uh, uh, a big one for the camera, and then you had uh, uh, two for the uh, three quarter inch deck. And I had, uh, not only did I have those, but I had a bag full of others that I had charged uh, beforehand. Every one of them, you know, would would go for about ten seconds and then be dead. And let's point out here, Tim Swartz is no neophyte. He's an expert videographer. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't want to blow his own horn but you get the point he knows what he's doing no. he's not going to be foolish as to take a bunch of bad batteries 
Oh no, no! The type of job that I that I had, Gene, that would you know, that's that's a good way to get get yourself fired to go out in the field completely unprepared. So when stuff like this happens, you have to wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask uh, before we uh, run out of time. Now, Alon, your uh, uh, your most recent book is called "The Meme Humanoids: Modern mm-hmm. Myths or Real Monsters." Yeah, yeah, that's something. Um, there haven't been a whole lot of books written about this this phenomena, and I, I kind of go into the rabbit hole with this one. But it's you know, it all starts out with the the whole thing with the the humanoid memes that like Slender Man and creepy pastas and the rake and you know all these memes that are concepts, graphics, thoughts uh, that. You know, are kind of saturated the internet over the years, and um, my big question is: Well, has it gotten to the point where these memes are actually manifesting uh, through thought forms or some other means? And uh, I believe there—I believe there, there's possibility that may be happening. I think uh, Slender Man is probably. Uh, the probably the best known example yeah. of this kind of situation, and that that started out really as just a, a an online story, a fictional story. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it took a life of its own. Actually, I mean, it's like a lot of legends and lores and things where you know something is put out there. Of course, most legends happen before the internet. And uh, as years go by, everybody seems to add a little bit to it. But I think most legends have some fact uh, originally behind it. And, uh, you know, that's the whole fun thing about doing investigations into legends. Sometimes you do figure out that there may have been something that was the nexus of all this. But um, as far as these humanoids and... uh, the, the Slender Man and these these crawlers that people call them, or what people see, uh, there's something behind that. I, I you know I don't necessarily know what the answer is, uh, but I think th- th- this whole phenomena has taken on a life of its own at, at some point. And uh, uh, but then again. If, if these things are not thought form manifestations, are we seeing beginnings of a another race of humanoids? I mean, it's interesting. The sightings, for the most part, have been very, very similar in nature. Uh, and people see them in all different places, uh, not necessarily out in the woods, but in, you know, in urban areas and, and lots of different places. It just seemed to pop up. Uh, as do most cryptids, uh, you know, they seem to pop up and then disappear. But, you know, what are we dealing with? I mean, I've had so many people that have reported over the years. I decided, well, you know, I'm going to put it in a book. Actually put the meme uh, concept in the beginning. Uh, give some examples. And then put the cases that I have received and let the reader discern for themselves as to what's really going on. Can you uh, uh, can you give us an example of of one of these cases? Well, 
there are several, but I think I think one that was fairly recent happened uh, near Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, not long ago, where a woman was. Um, she had just, in fact, her, her her she had lost her son not long long ago, and her and her husband are having issues. So she was in her van driving along an innocuous road outside of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And uh, this thing, <laughs> this humanoid, hairless, kind of light brownish in color with green eyes, just popped out on the road. And uh, she avoided hitting it, but it grabbed the back of her van and, and started hitching a ride and eventually made its way into the back of the van. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, she she had a heck of a time with this thing. I uh, I was kind of... You know, I was kind of surprised by the whole situation because, for the most part, these these beings don't seem to be that aggressive as opposed to what this was. But, uh, yeah, this was, uh, you know, and she was shocked, too. She was really scared because she thought, which a lot of people think, is this thing is going to end up following me if I report this. And, you know, that happens with a lot of cryptid sightings. And even with these things going on with the winged humanoid in Chicago, people get this feeling that if they report it, they're going to be haunted by these creatures at some other point. Hmm. And uh, that does happen a lot. We're talking, I guess, about a hitchhiker effect here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When you see one thing, well, if you see it, it can happen and future events can happen without you reporting it. It can just happen. You never know. We got more to talk about. And by the way, Lon will be in our premium show after the PowerCast with more discussions. And I have a few ideas of what I want to ask him. We've got so much more to come with Gene and Lon and Tim. You're in the PowerCast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're like most Americans, you're pretty much in disbelief with what's going on in the world. As we all know, global problems are having local consequences. Too many of them. And if the peanut butter really hits the fan, are you ready? Grocery store supply chains are only as strong as their weakest link. Don't wait for them to break. Now's the time to secure emergency food for everyone in your family. My Patriot Supply is America's largest preparedness company. 
Our specially packaged and delicious food stays fresh for up to 25 years in storage. It'll be there when you need it. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and pick up several emergency food kits. There are a dozen different sizes that average over 2,000 calories per day. Our food kits will ship quickly and discreetly to your door. Having food storage in your home beats government food lines hands down. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today and prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie Guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. The first 10 amendments to our country's constitution were adopted in 1791. The first of these broadly protects the rights of free speech and free press. Free speech means the free and public expression of opinions without censorship, interference, and restraint by the government. 231 years later, free speech across America is under chronic and insidious attack. GCN is under attack. Your freedom is currently under siege from those who do not want you to know the truth. I'm asking our fellow broadcasters and you to rise up and help us defend our right to continue telling you the truth. Would you like to join us? If so, please consider visiting SaveGCN.com. That's SaveGCN.com. From there, you can learn more about what's happening. You may click follow, share, give, and pray. I'm Vincent Finelli. This is Jennifer Stein, executive producer of The Disclosure Dialogues. You're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So talking briefly about that, people see something once and that starts the train that they didn't want to be on. But my understanding is that can happen whether you report it or not, right? Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know what it is that causes that to occur in people. I, I think they're so shocked by what they saw in some instances that fear builds up along with the shock. And then they get this feeling that if I report this, I may be haunted by it or I may see it again. It's, it's interesting how many how many witnesses say that to you. But it does happen. But as a matter of fact, does it happen? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever had anybody report something like that. And they get back to me and say, you know, this thing has I keep seeing it. No, I, I just don't think that happens. But for some reason, you know, I think people think the worst. You know, you get that with a lot of alien sightings and uh, possible abductions, you know, 
when you're talking about abductions and people talking about subsequent abductions and and it is true that many people that are abducted suffer the same thing either once or multiple times afterwards so maybe there's a little of that involved maybe people read into that with those type of scenarios and think it may happen with any other unknown being i run across well, strangely enough, in the 2021 military budget, setting aside funding for a UFO or UAP investigative agency, one of the things they were looking for, human effects. I don't know how the 2022 budget stands with that, but 2021, that was there. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Maybe they're researching that. I don't know. When we had Colin Kelleher, who works with, of course, Bob Bigelow on the show. He, of course, co-authored the book on Skinwalker Ranch with George Knapp. He talked of the hitchhiker effect, but also talked about human effects in general as being very important to look at when you get to UFO investigations. Yeah, well, you know, that's what I try to do when I'm talking to witnesses. I mean, you know, their story is just as, as important as to how they react to it as opposed to what they saw. And, um, yeah, I mean, many people react differently to a lot of these different things. But, of course, like what I said with abductions and alien encounters, you know, that's the whole ball of wax on how people react and what they feel and if they have any physical maladies because of it. Yeah, I can understand why if they're going to look into the human effect, that that is what they would look in, you know, be part of the study. Now, sometimes people come from families who have lifelong paranormal encounters. And you mentioned something early on with you. Do you have family history of weird stuff? Uh, boy, that's a long story. Well, we got a little bit of time here and we have more time in our premium show. So how about it? <laughs> My family is of an Amish background. And you got Amish and Pennsylvania Dutch mixed in there and a few other things. But I don't know if you ever heard of powwowers. Powwowers are uh, almost like a, uh, a folk magic, folk medicine type of uh, people who are involved with uh, helping folks through uh, concoctions and faith-based folk magic. But I've had a few family members that have been involved with that over the years, and uh, I'm kind of aware of what all that entailed. There's been a lot of stories about about powwowers and uh, Appalachia folklore and medicine people. And uh, so I've got some of that. But as far as beyond that, that not really much is known to me. I mean, there could be more, but I don't think there is. But as far as what I have experienced personally being um, intuitive and having some other encounters in the past, I don't think there's any familial situation in my case, though I could be, I could be wrong. But I have been involved with uh, a lot of experiencers who have ancestral connections with uh, human, with uh, alien abductions and alien encounters. That, but that is true. Now, why that is, is there a DNA thing, a DNA connection? As to why that happens, there may very well be. But uh, I do hear that a lot from experiencers. And by the way, Lalan also wrote a book called Alien Disclosure, Experiencers Expose Reality. And I want to talk more about that book. 
in okay. our premium show after the PowerCast because you're basically just kind of sort of getting into it right now. Yeah, that's fine. I, uh, I've been involved with a lot of these cases over the years. Uh, the book itself are cases that I have worked on, individuals who I've worked with. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily something I do for the most part all the time, but occasionally I, I will get involved in a case. When you talk to people who saw Bigfoot mm-hmm. or anything else, when you question them, do you find these other encounters going on? Many times. Many times there is a connection. Uh, we just had a case that we just wrapped up not long ago. I haven't even reported it yet or given a synopsis of it. But it was a uh, a, situ- uh, a dogman upright canine uh, encounter on a property up in outside of Akron, Ohio, where um, the individual, the, the family has been plagued by these upright canines. And it's an area where there have been other sightings and other encounters over the past decades. It's been going on a long time. But anyway, this this individual contacted us and um, wanted to see if we could help them with what's going on, the encounters, we get them to back off or whatever. And but what we did find, and this does happen a lot of time in cases like this, where there is an energy manifestation in the house or in the property or attached to the actual victim that's got to be cleared out first. Many times the experiencer will not mention this to us when we get involved with the case, but invariably it comes out. And we've got to take care of that situation first before we start working on any of the cryptids or any other things that are bothering the experiencer. Fortunately, with some of the individuals who I have working on my team, who uh, are very, very gifted, uh, they got to the bottom of what's been going on with the earthbound energies at this location that were basically summoning these beings. And that got wrapped up. She has done some admirable work with the, the experiencer. And it seems that the situation with these upright canines has at least lessened. She feels less fearful about them coming on the property. That you know, it's, It had gotten to the point where they were literally coming up to the windows and looking in, scaring children and such. And uh, it seems now that they've just backed off. Now, is that something that's going to continue on? I don't know. Lon Strickler, tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. Uh, you can go to famsandmonsters.com. That's the blog. Or you can go to cryptidhunters.org. That's the team site. And all my books can be found on Amazon. Just search Lon Strickler at Amazon. Also, I have a radio show, Fans of Monsters Radio, every Friday night on our YouTube channel. You can find us on Twitter. If you look for the PowerCast, look for the PowerCast on Facebook. Also, look for the PowerCast.shop where we sell branded merchandise for PowerCast listeners, the t-shirts, the caps, the mugs, and all that other good stuff. And you can check it out again at thepowercast.shop, thepowercast.shop. And we also offer the After the Powercast podcast exclusively 
for subscribers to the Paracast Plus, which also includes this show free of the network ads, that entire package, and other specialties like an interview that our staff announcer Bob Zanotti did in English with the infamous one-armed contactee Billy Meyer many years ago. We don't believe Meyer, but it's interesting to see just what the guy sounds like and says. Go to the Paracast.plus for the coupon code UFO20, UFO20. You get a 5% discount on the lifetime and five-year memberships, the Paracast.plus. Ron Strickler, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks for having me. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.